On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to go for a ride in my new car to talk shop about the podcast, some of my goals for 2020, and more. I forgot to mention on the drive itself, but my new car is a 2018 Camaro, and this is the type of car that I've really wanted to have since I was a lot younger, like probably 10 or 12 years old, and um, I really can't wait to go for a drive with you in it. Now, of course, I can't show you the car on the podcast here, but maybe I'll do a YouTube video at some point. Uh, speaking of YouTube, I'm at about 1,700 subscribers right now. That's up about 500 in the last couple weeks alone. So uh, people really are jumping in there to subscribe, probably because they want to see what the giveaway I'm going to unbox at 2,500 subscribers is. So if you are wondering what that is as well, head on over to YouTube, the Claire Neat channel, and hit subscribe. And don't forget to tap the bell icon so that you get updates when they're released. I'm your host, Sean Perrin, and you're listening to the Clarinet Podcast at clarinet.com, the show about all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our sponsors and Patreon supporters for making the show possible. Take your clarinet to the next level with a new mouthpiece, barrel, or bell from Bakun Musical Services with free shipping to the United States and Canada, 14-day easy returns, and expert advice, you can be sure that you're making the best choice for your musical needs. After all, the best time to upgrade your clarinet was yesterday, but the second best time is today. Use code CLARINET at bakunmusical.com and save 10% on your next accessory purchase. That's code CLARINET at bakunmusical.com. Encoda is a new app that lets you stream, practice, and perform tens of thousands of music scores. It's kind of like Netflix, but for music. Get a free trial today. Just search for Encoda on your device's app store. That's Encoda, N-K-O-D-A. Have you wanted to try D'Addario Reads but weren't quite sure which to choose? Here's how to decide. Reserve Reads come in a white and blue box. They feature a traditional blank and are perfect for those who want to focus sound with the quickest response possible. Reserve Classic Reads come in a white and purple box. They feature a thicker blank that provides an expanded tonal color palette, clarity of articulation, and added flexibility. And the new Reserve Evolution reeds come in a white and yellow box. They feature our thickest blank and have a heavy spine for added projection and exceptional tonal depth, warmth, and flexibility. You'll have to try it to believe it. Try Reserve reeds now at your local music store or head to clarinet.com slash reads to buy a box right now. Hey everyone, welcome to my uh, my car. We're gonna go for a little bit of a drive this morning. This might be an episode in two parts because I got a lot of stuff I wanna talk about, but um, the drive that I have to do here is only about 10 minutes long. And um, just to put you at ease, I'm not video recording this or anything. I've just set a mic in the car here. And of course I'm keeping my eyes on the road. This is kind of no different than just talking on my headset to you on the phone or something like that. So um, if there's something I need to edit out or, or do, I guess I'll do that. Um, but you might hear some car sounds, obviously, like my engine in the background or um, blinker or maybe be honking angrily at people or something like that. So uh, thanks for joining me and thanks so much this year for listening. I wanted to do a bit of an in-car episode because it's something fun I like to do once a year. And I normally do it on the way to um, a clinic at a school that I teach in September. And I've been recording traditionally my sort of in-car episode as part of International Podcast Day, um, which I managed to somehow miss this year. Um, I guess I was in a hurry, because I did do that clinic in the morning. Um, I must have just been in a hurry and forgot about it and and uh, didn't really remember until now. So 
Yeah, it's just me heading uh, to, actually I'm going to a doctor's appointment here. I didn't really talk about this much in the podcast, but I've been strangely sick this year with some weird, uh, I don't know exactly, I've, I haven't found out what, but I've lost a lot of weight. Um, I was actually up around 170 pounds, which was not exactly ideal last year around this time. And now I'm only 147. So yeah, I don't know what's going on, but uh, trying to get to the bottom of it. So that's where I'm driving. It's kind of a cold day here in Calgary, Canada. Um, there's some snow on the ground, but it's not fresh. It hasn't really snowed all week. Um, but I'm trying to check the temperature here. It's five degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know, about maybe 40 Fahrenheit. I'm not too good with that. But uh, it's not freezing, which is kind of surprising for December. But we have these things in Calgary. It's funny because uh, celebrities will come here to film movies and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, my God, it's global warming. It's proof. But in Calgary here, we have the mountains close by. And one of the interesting or nice things about living here, I guess, is that even though it goes down to like minus 40 sometimes in the winter, you get these sort of moments of, uh, what's the word, respite, I guess. Um, and the weather really changes. It, it'll feel like springtime in December or January, suddenly, just out of the blue. And that's because of our proximity to the mountains and we get these sort of warm breezes, they're called Chinooks, that, bro- that blow through for a few days at a time. If you've never experienced one, it's actually really cool because the clouds too, they make this huge arcing shape. Um, and uh, they call it a Chinook arch. And that's basically where the, the hot air is blowing through under the clouds and keeping everything really warm. So yeah, you can have Christmas day here, rise up to 10 or 15 degrees Celsius and uh, snow will be melting. And then two days later, it's minus 40. So um, we get really, really diverse weather here. So anyways, I'm not here to talk about the weather. I'm here to talk about the Crown Eat podcast and some of my reflections on the year and some of my goals for the, the upcoming year. So this was a pretty big year for the podcast. Um, again, I got some great guests on. It was really, really excellent to talk to Stanley Drucker again. Um, I'll be releasing an episode really soon with him. Um, in the can, actually, I've got about eight episodes recorded to launch the new year off really well. So I'm starting to do some episodes in two parts um, just because I want to be more specific as the content in the episode. So I know that the two part episodes will basically go over the exact same thing that we would have gone over in an hour and a half. But I feel like things are changing a bit in the sense that it's been four years since I started the show and it just seems like people are wanting a little bit shorter form content now. So for example, the episode coming up with, with, uh, Michelle Anderson will be very similar to the one I just did with Jason Heath, where he sort of talked about one thing for half an hour, 40 minutes, and then we switched gears and talked about another thing. So part of me is debated sort of having the part two be Patreon backer only access, but for now, Patreon backers still get access to the ad-free episodes um, with the extended lightning rounds when they're available. And uh, sometimes, just so you know, I do chop something out that seems a little bit off topic but I'll tend to leave that in for Patreon. So if you're enjoying the show and you want to get access to between five and 10 minutes of extra content on top of the the episodes airing, just go ahead and pitch in a dollar a month or as much as you feel is justified at uh, at the Patreon page at clarineat.com slash subscribe. So we're actually doing very well on the Patreon. We've got quite a community in there now. There's around, I think there's 57 people and that's, that's peaked as high as 60 and dropped as low as about think 45 or something throughout the year but that's a very good number it's healthy and um, one thing that number has allowed me to do 
is, well, I'll touch on that in a minute, but so there, there's sort of a Patreon update. Some people were asking this year about Patreon, like, is it possible to just say pay $10 up front, kind of like a tip or something like that for producing the show and then get access to the, the, the Patreon gold, I call it, or the members episodes. Um, and I'd love to be able to even like give away a complimentary uh, access or something, but unfortunately that's just not the way Patreon works. So that's why I have the lowest tier set to a dollar. Some other content creators will will list the lowest tier as like $5 or uh, you know $10 or something like that just to get in. Um, and some creators actually do this on a per episode basis. Like if you want to contribute, okay, maybe it's a dollar, but then it's per episode. So if there's eight episodes a month, you pay $8 or something like that. But I really wanted it to be the lowest barrier to entry possible um, because I don't feel like um, I'm, I don't feel like I'm doing this to try to prohibit people from from accessing it. It's just that there are costs associated, which I'll also talk about in a minute, which I've talked about before on here, and I don't want to dwell on it too much. But but uh, suffice it to say that if you're enjoying the content and if you're the kind of person who grabs a cup of coffee every morning, I just I don't want it to feel like a huge burden. But I also don't think it's too much to ask to contribute a, a dollar a month to the show. And I don't think there's any person who, if they really thought about it, um, would not be able to afford one dollar per month so that's why it's set to one dollar but if you do feel like you want access to some other things or to pay a little bit more and help the production out then uh, yeah you can pay really whatever you want but I've got one dollar five dollar and ten dollar tiers set up on patreon so and uh, there's a nice mix in there which I'll, I'll talk about more in a second so that's kind of a patreon update someone had asked me this year will you be switching away from patreon because I don't want to use patreon um and then someone had a problem with some kind of uh free speech issue or something on Patreon and, and, uh, or someone had it thought it was kind of hard to use and not convenient. You know what? I, I'd love to be able to like custom design some sort of website or something that would allow me to give access to people, but I just, I don't have the wherewithal to do that right now. And uh, Patreon is such a convenient system for me as far as like collecting payments and giving out rewards and giving access to a, an independent stream that I just, I'm going to stick with it for now. Uh, trust me, the free speech issues that they've had resonate with me too. But, you know, to be fair, um, Patreon's a private platform. So if for some reason they don't agree with what someone's saying and want to block them from their own channel, I'm just not sure that I can really take issue with that either because um, that's, you know, it's a two-way street, right? Free speech in a public square is a little bit different than free speech on someone's website that they have. So I don't really want to get into that too much, but um, yeah, as, as an answer to that question, I'm not going to be leaving Patreon anytime soon, although I did consider the implications of whatever had happened with their whole free speech and whatever. So um, so on to a bit of the, the podcast, uh, the business side of things. I asked a couple years ago if people wanted me to push more for them to contribute on Patreon or for crowdfunding or donations or how this kind of thing is supposed to operate because it is expensive. I mean, the web hosting for clarinet.com is into the hundreds of dollars a year. Um, the podcast, another couple hundred bucks. Um, it, all these things really add up. And, and recently, due to the, the help of uh, some sponsors and also the Patreon, I've decided to bring back one member so far to assist me as far as the production goes. So I had actually decided to move on from the production team for a while because they started out helping me, um, some people, there, there was a lot at first. I think there might've been a few too many at first and I kind of lowered that number just to make things a bit more manageable for me. Um, 
but uh, I just felt bad after a year and a half. I still wasn't in a position where I could could pay these people. So I decided to just try and go it alone again. But lo and behold, I was able to secure some new and different sponsor arrangements for the new year, which you'll hear about soon. Um, and also the Patreon backing has, you know, gone up a bit this year. So I was like, you know what? I can afford to do this and it's going to save me time and make it so that I can produce more content. So I'm really excited that thanks to your help, I'm able to do something I always want to do, which is hire someone to edit and assist with the podcast. So um, that's really great. And I'm really excited about that for the year. And I want to say a big shout out here to Brian Chappelle for, uh, for his work so far and the work that he'll continue to do um, in the new year for the podcast. So that's the kind of thing I, I want to make, uh, make possible. And I'd love to get even more people on board to help and assist and you know take the show new places. Um, but we'll see. It depends a lot on listener response and, and that kind of thing. So um, there's a bit of an update with that. As far as content goes, I realized that when I first started this show, I've been thinking deeply about this for a few days now, um, but when I first started the show, I was really pushing the boundaries. Like I was having guests on about all sorts of things and pretty much anything that was was of interest to me, I managed to somehow make work as a clarinet topic. For example, the, 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 one, on, uh, the one from Edimotic Research, which is a company that did earplugs, Personally, I think that was one of the best episodes and one of the real episodes that that any musician could really get value out of, but also that I think as a clarinetist, I really found value in and and I really enjoyed. So um, one thing I want to do for the new year is really push those kind of boundaries again, explore maybe some topics like uh, health and diet, um, mental well-being, all these sorts of things, which, you know, maybe aren't directly related to clarinet, but but are obviously related to the career of a musician. Um, and another thing I realized is when I listen back to the older episodes, the show has gone so far and I feel like I've really grown as an interview host and, and I had not much of an idea what I was doing at first and now I feel like I've really got things under control, but it's getting safe and anytime you're getting safe, whether it's with music or with uh, anything really, when you start to feel safe, it means you're no longer pushing boundaries and so my goal is for three years from now, to feel that the content I've made is as embarrassing as the content I made three years ago. And I don't mean like it should be bad, but I want to have grown so much that I look back and I'm like, man, this uh, is hard to listen to in, in a good way. Like it's, I've come a long way, you know? And so I'm just arriving at my destination here. So we'll have to cut it short here and come back for part two. But, but I really want to feel that I'm pushing those boundaries again. And for me, a big area I want to explore is YouTube because I feel that that is a huge unexplored territory for me and I know it's probably one of the best ways to influence nowadays online Um, but I'm also wanting your thoughts so like how are some ways that I could make this more interesting for you as a listener how are some ways that you think that maybe I could push myself Um, and I really genuinely want you to send me an email I do reply to I think all the emails Um, maybe some slip through the cracks here and there, the junk mail or whatever. But if you send me an email directly or through the contact form on the website, I will reply. So you can either go to clarinet.com, click on the contact us page and send me an email there or feedback at clarinet.com is always active and uh, you can say hello or tell me your thoughts. And I'd just really love to hear what you think as far as where the show should go and uh, kind of things that, that I could push for the, the new year. So. I'm going to take a break here. Uh, I got to go to this appointment. I'll come back in the car and continue this recording in a few minutes.
thanks so much for listening. All right, due to the magic of the editing process, that will have only felt like a moment for you, but it's actually almost an hour, almost two hours for me, but I'm back. We're gonna start the car here and get going again. So actually I just stopped at Starbucks and grabbed myself a coffee, so, uh, which is something I'm doing less and less. I'm so tired of paying four or $5 for a cup of coffee, but, uh, but here we are. <laughs> anyway, so that's some of my podcasting goals for the year we were just talking about before I uh, left everyone there. But um, I don't know, I think it'd be great to keep growing and, and try something new with the YouTube and I'm really excited about that. Uh, one last thing I thought that I should mention about YouTube is I'm trying to grow that channel. Uh, you might remember last year, I was trying to reach a thousand subscribers um, because that's the point where you can get like a custom domain or something. So now it's clarineat.com, sorry, youtube.com slash clarineat which I'm really happy about, but uh, in order to monetize the channel, which is where you can actually receive ad revenues for the ads YouTube's already putting on your videos, um, I think you have to hit like 4,000 hours of watch time in a year, which I thought would be no problem, but uh, obviously people don't really watch podcasts that much on YouTube, although some people watch it there, they seem to anyways. So I'm trying to now reach 4,000 watch hours, which is about double what we're currently getting on there, amazingly. Um, Although I guess 4,000 hours is actually quite a long time. So anyways, um, in the upcoming year here, I've got a surprise box from Bakun. It's going to be a giveaway. Whatever's in that box is going to be a giveaway on the YouTube channel at 10,000 subscribers. But I'm going to be opening the box and doing a reveal of what's inside at 2,500 subscribers. So we're currently about halfway there at almost 1,200 subscribers. So head on over to youtube.com slash if you want me to open that box and show you what's inside and make sure to subscribe if you want me to also give it away. So um, like I was saying before too, let me know if you have any YouTube content ideas. I've been brainstorming a lot and I think it'd be fun to do some things like an office tour or maybe teach some, uh, you know, really simple songs to some, some, uh, some kids or something. I, I have a lot of songs, pieces or whatever you want to call them, exercises that, um, I've played over the years with various students. I've done a lot of teaching for, for younger students and uh, even just little tunes you can play on your left hand. And, you know, it's so inspiring for a young student to be able to play even within the first couple of weeks of playing like five or 10 or even 20 different tunes just using one hand. And um, I think it's quite amazing actually the number of, uh, of things that you can play uh, whether it be Christmas carols or folk tunes or even songs on the radio. I mean, let's be honest, most pop songs do not have an incredibly complex melody, um, but it can be really amazing for a young student to be you know, able to play something by one of their favorite artists. So um, really introduce them to music that way. So I don't know, I thought about some tutorials, things like that, uh, just some fun videos, but uh, always looking for ideas. So be sure to message me if you have any. So what else is going on with the podcast? Um, we've got listeners still all over the world. Uh, I, I've loved the, I received some great messages and questions this year. I actually am going to be recording the uh, second version of the listener lightning round really soon. I meant to do it already, but in fact, I did do it once already. I recorded about 40 minutes of me talking, answered all the questions but it recorded at double speed, which is something that I've never had happen before. And I have no idea what caused it. And it hasn't happened since. Um, and you'd think, okay, well, I'll just slow it down. But because it was recorded at twice speed instead of normal speed and then sped up, when it gets stretched out, it, it sounds quite ridiculous. So I, 
I opted not to release, you know, the chipmunk version, <laughs> which was quite fast and high pitched. Um, and just not to release that. So it was kind of a waste of time that happened in June. Um, and then I just kind of had a busy summer and uh, it just wasn't the time to do it again. So, but you know, it's been at least six months now. So it's time to re-record that, cut my losses and do it again, answer some of those questions. Uh, and if you do have questions, I would always love for you to, to send those in. So where does that leave us? We talked about the YouTube, uh, the uh, upcoming content a little bit listenership. Oh, Clarinet Fest. So this summer, I'm going to be heading to Clarinet Fest again. Thank you to, uh, and actually thank you to Bakun, who I now work for, of course. Um, but they have been super supportive of the podcast. Um, they, I'm going to say this now, this may change slightly for various reasons, but this is the plan. The plan is for me actually to have a booth out there this year where I'll be at for some of the time of the clarinet fest, uh, helping with the Bakun booth, of course, because I work there, but also part of the booth will be designated for clarinet. And I hope to be able to do kind of my walk around again and and some videotaping, um, interviewing people there. And I hope at the booth that I'll have set up to actually sit down with some artists and, and guests as they come by the show and record some episodes, which I'm super excited about. Get the word out record some episodes, even some little like, you know, come by and maybe have a 15 minute lightning round interview or something like that. Just say hi and tell me about what you're experiencing. My hope is to get a whole bunch of content actually recorded this time, which has been previously kind of difficult because, you know, you you go down there and you you meet people, but you don't have the chance to record on site. So I want to change that this year. And that's going to be a, one way that I hope we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, I was talking to Jason Heath recently, and he was talking about how, you probably heard on the podcast, but I'll just recap here in case you didn't. He was saying that when he goes to the ISB convention, which is the International Society of Basses, he records like 25 episodes every year and releases them over the next six months. And uh, that seems like an incredible amount of, of work and, and, and you know research ahead of time hoping to talk to that many people. So I was going to set it to a goal of like maybe 10 full interviews to get out of that. But I do really want this time to go ahead and actually not just meet artists and and try to connect with them later, which has worked well, let's be honest. I mean, many of the conversations that I've been having are because of having gone to the Clarinet Fest in the past or other events like that. So um, I guess my sort of comment about Clarinet Fest here is threefold then. So first of all, this will be my first clarinet fest since um, I think 2017 was the last one I went to. So I kind of took a three year break in a way. So if you're looking to meet me or come say hi, I'll be there this time, which will be really nice. Um, second thing is I'll probably be at the Bakun booth and recording there if you want to come have an interview. And the third thing is, what was the third thing? I'll probably have another one of those meetups where we do like a clarinet night and everyone goes and has some appetizers and a, you know, a drink and kind of mingles a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think that will be a really fun experience. I love Clarinet Fest. I think if you've never been, you're seriously missing out. Um, get yourself a membership at the ICA website, uh, head on down there and you will never see so many clarinet, clarinet things, <laughs> yeah, I guess clarinet things in one place and meet so many people. And I still keep in touch with people that I met at my first clarinet fest, which I think was way back in like 2006 or seven. It was in Vancouver. And it was actually the one where I think Bakun was pretty much just launching their 
their clarinets or something um, way back then. And uh, it's kind of funny how fate works out. And you know, now I'm working with them and playing one of their instruments and uh, really enjoying that. So anyways, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, if you have any thoughts, questions, any ideas where I can take the show in the new year, I'd really love to hear from you. Oh, I forgot my main goal. One of my main goals. This is really exciting, actually. So they say that when you're going to make a goal, I've heard two camps about this, actually. Like when you make a goal, some people say you should keep it to yourself because when you tell other people, it releases kind of a, a sense of accomplishment in your body or your brain that makes you less likely to achieve it. So if I tell you today, oh, I'm going to go to the gym later then part of me doesn't need to go to the gym because I've already said it and I made myself feel good just by talking about it. So a smarter thing is to go to the gym and then tell someone that you went to the gym, if that makes any sense. However, I've heard other ideas that if you have longer term goals, it's better to kind of put them out there in the world because then people will hold you accountable to them. So there's another way of thinking about it, I suppose. So here's my goal for the year. And, and this is this is tough for me because I uh, it's... It's been a weird year, been a weird couple of years actually since uh, since this happened. But I hurt my finger really badly. Those who don't know, I had like a tendon laceration from falling down the stairs, horrible injury. Um, I've just completed some rounds of intensive physiotherapy. I had some really intense kind of massage, orthopedic massage done to it and all sorts of stuff. And three years later, I think I've hit the point where it's as good as it's gonna get. Now it's not perfect, but I really want to get back into playing more again. Um, and I know that might come as a surprise. Like, oh, what do you mean? You're not playing that much? Well, no, I'm, I'm not playing that much. I'm not able to play that much. I haven't been able to play that much. When I had this injury, a lot of my freelancing stuff seemed to dry up. And also the economy here is basically dead where I live. Um, it's been really horrible. It's basically collapsed. So there are not as many music gigs anyways to do so. But, um, and I also just, you know, was not able to as much with the baby. I decided to take some time off and been super busy with Bakun and the podcast and, and life gets away from me, right? So am I still playing? Of course. But what I mean by playing is playing goals. Uh, I wanted to set myself some actual uh, artistic goals this year outside and separate from the podcast, which has kind of been my main focus. The podcast and my job and my daughter and <laughs> all those things have been kind of my main focus the last couple of years. So this year, and this is maybe a lofty goal, but I want to put on some kind of recital of music that I love locally, just for myself, for my own sake. And I want to start planning my second recording project, which is uh, something that I was originally hoping to do. It's so funny how things work out because I recorded originally in 2015 and really enjoyed it, really loved that whole process, uh, except for the person I was, you know, some of the people I was working with weren't we're not ideal, but that's great to learn too. Um, but I really loved the process. I loved everything about it. I loved all that stuff and releasing it and having this in kind of you know, my back pocket as something that I did. And, and then the, the very next year I hurt myself. So I, I went from kind of thinking it was something I'd plan every year or two to being like, well, I don't know if I can even play anymore. So yeah, I want to start planning my a second recording project of some kind just to get that out there. And uh, it was just so fulfilling to, to do that. So Things have changed though, even in the last four years. I mean, there's no such thing really as CDs anymore at all. And that was suspect in 2015. So there's also no such thing as Alberta Foundation of the Arts grants really anymore, because like I said, the economy here is basically dead and all that grant money has been pulled by the government, which, uh, you know, right or wrong, they got to balance the budget somehow. And I'm just not sure that uh, 
it's really beneficial for <laughs> for those seeking grants, of course. But um, anyway, so there it is, my goal. I want to put on some kind of recital, just like the old days when I was in university. You, you put on a recital for your own pleasure. You don't do it, well, and you know, you want to respect the audience, I suppose, and plan something they're interested in. But planning a recital in university was just about the music that I wanted to play. And uh, I feel like over the last, it's been 10 years since I graduated now, kind of reflecting on that. Um, but you start doing stuff for other people too much. Like, sure, you're playing, but you're playing some church gig and you don't really care about the music, to be quite honest, all that much uh, for Christmas time or whatever. It's, it, is it fun? Is it enjoyable? Yeah. But is it is it advancing you as a player and as an artist? Uh, not really, uh, to be quite honest. So that's that's really what I want to do is get back into some some repertoire, the excitement. I miss the excitement of kind of playing in that sense. So I want to get back on the bandwagon, quite literally, <laughs> as a performing artist now that my hand's feeling better and my confidence is coming back. And I've got this great new instrument, obviously. Um, and I uh, just want to get back with all that stuff. So anyways, I babbled about that a little bit more than I was hoping to. But hopefully if you've been facing similar injury or setbacks, uh, that helps you somewhat. And I had a question come in a while ago, actually, someone was asking, which I'll be addressing on the listener lightning round question, but but how do you deal with, you know, having a young child and, and you're playing and it's hard. It's quite honestly very difficult because um, when you finally get the baby to sleep, you're not exactly excited about <laughs> grabbing the clarinet and, and busting out some good, you know, long tone practice and not only waking her up, but you're physically and mentally exhausted anyways. So anyways, I'll dive into that a little bit more on the, the uh, listener question episode that's coming up here so uh yeah thank you so much for tuning in you can check out the show as always at clarinet.com this month i'm kind of taking it as a solo month i'm doing four episodes by myself uh it's gonna be this one listener lightning round oh that's not true i'm gonna have santa claus back on for a quick interview for christmas here he's got time just before he heads off at his sleigh again and i'm doing uh what was it this one lightning round uh oh sorry this one listener questions Santa and oh the top moments from 2019 I'm going to bring that back that was something really popular that uh, people were asking for and I'm now able to uh, I'm always able to do it I guess but I'm I'm able to see the value in it and uh, spend the time on it so thanks so much for listening I look forward to see you next time for more of what's new and neat for clarinet on the clarinet podcast Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Clarinet Podcast. And if you're here listening to this on New Year's Eve 2019, the day that this episode has been released, then you are probably amongst the truest fans of the show. So a special thank you to you for spending your New Year's Eve with me here listening to the Clarinet Podcast. It's really funny. Back in 2015, I actually remember, I think I was recording episode two of the show. And this idea had kind of just come to me. So I was just getting started with it being very surprised, I recall, at the amount of time that was going into every single episode, but uh, hey, it didn't delay me too much that evening, and I had a pretty uh, fun New Year's Eve, and and that was a great time. So this New Year's is a little bit different. Obviously, New Year's Eve is not quite as exciting with a one-year-old baby around. She'll be in bed probably around eight, and us not long after, probably asleep by the time the fireworks go off, honestly, uh, (laughs) but that's the way it goes. So 
Anyways, thank you so much to you again for listening. Thanks to the Patreon supporters for making the show possible. And thank you also to our sponsors. We've got Encoda, which is a new app, kind of like Spotify, but for sheet music. You can check them out and get a free trial at Encoda.com. That's N-K-O-D-A.com. Also, of course, we have Bakun Musical Services. They are providing an excellent opportunity to save 10% on your next accessory purchase at BakunMusical.com. Just enter code Clarinet at checkout. It's a great chance to grab yourself a new bear or bell to ring in the new year, get it? <laughs> or maybe a mouthpiece such as the Vocalese, which has been a really popular seller. Also, we have Diderio. You can check out their new Reserve or Evolution Reads at your local music store or head to clarinet.com reads to buy a box right now. That's all for today, and I want to invite you to tune in for the next episode, which will be kind of some tips I have for how to get the most out of your life and musical career in 2020. Then we'll resume with our regular programming in January. I've got some episodes with Michelle Anderson, Cornell Volak, Stanley Drucker, and more coming up on the Clarinet Podcast.